Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Slasher Supreme. I am your host, Christopher. First episode of the new year, and it's kind of a disappointing one because it's over a disappointing movie. Yes, like I said in the last episode, the little PSA I kind of had out, that will be talking about the 2020 Grudge remake reboot. It's, it's a new Grudge movie to the franchise, ignoring all the previous Grudges. So, let's talk about it, shall we? Because it's really, really disappointing. This is going to be kind of a short episode, I'm sorry, guys. But anyways, let's get into this boring movie. The Grudge from 2020 was directed by Nicholas Pesch. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I could be wrong there on the pronunciation of his last name. I know it's Nicholas. Anyways, so the plot of the film, basically, I'm not. I'm going to try to keep it spoiler-free since, you know, it just did come out. Um, basically, it somewhat follows the original, uh, not the original, but the American remake Grudge. I have yet to see that movie. I know there's certain aspects from it. I knew no certain aspects from that film, but basically, um, the film opens up with a girl in Japan in 2004. She's coming back to the States. Uh, she has been staying in a house. She's not really uh, feeling comfortable. She feels like there's a presence watching her. Of course, um, we do get um, a shot of a ghost early on in this film, so there's no really suspense built up on what these things look like. Um, the best way I can describe the... Uh, I'll get into the creature effects later on. So basically, um, then it shows her at her house with her family back in the States, in Pennsylvania. And you see her kind of faint, and then it cuts to 2006. This movie takes place in 2006 and has jumps back to 2004 quite a bit for like an overarching narrative with multiple stories. Anyways, in 2006, we follow our main antagonist. Um, she is a police officer moving to this town in Pennsylvania, of course. She is then kind of thrust into this case of a dead body on an out-of-service road. Of course, connecting back to this house from the beginning of the film. Not the one in Japan, but the one in Pennsylvania. Of course, the, our, main antagon, our main character kind of gets um, absorbed by this house as she's trying to look for an escape because her husband had passed, has passed away recently from cancer, so it's something that she can bury herself in to kind of not deal with the pain of losing a loved one, only to then be affected by this curse. Because apparently when the woman from Japan moved back to the state, she brought the curse with her, and somehow the when something happened and somehow the curse is now at this house as well but multiple houses due to the multiple stories that branch off of this one house um, that our um, main character happens to find out 
as well. I'm going to just let you know, it's hard for me to talk about this movie because this movie is a, kind of a mess. Um, it's, it's a lot of jump cuts from 2004 to 2006. Um, and it gives, the story snippets that it does give are very vague, and they kind of don't really mesh well together, so it's really a jumbled mess until the end of the movie. Whenever you know, Normally when everything starts to kind of come together, but they do it in this way where in one of the snippets... A character explains how the house that they, you know, have all encountered, this house that has a curse on it, basically works differently than any place else. It's where the lines between our world and the spirit world have kind of shifted. And that time works differently in that place, and everything is connected all together via this house. It's a really messy kind of explanation for everything, and it's just... It's kind of them trying to... It feels like they're kind of trying to write themselves out of a corner because they really fucked up with this whole jump cuts because it's very... Like I said, it's very, very... um, kind of poorly executed on how they did it. Uh, Another thing I want to talk about is the disappointing ending. This movie just sort of ends uh, with a really just abrupt, like, stop. Like it just an abrupt cut, and it is probably the it's probably the biggest slap in the face I think I've ever dealt with in a movie in a long time. It just ends, nothing else, and just you know it shows as an out zoom of this house that our character's been staying in, and then the credits just start rolling up after a horrifying event happened. Nothing. It, it, it doesn't even show what happens to the, our antagonist possibly setting up for a sequel, which I don't know how well this film did. From what I have heard, it's not doing too well, so who knows where this is going to go. Um, yes, I do have to say this is a very... I keep saying it, and I sound like a broken record. This is a very poorly executed film. The jumbled story of this detective who's... I mean, it's a neat idea, I'll give it that, of a detective trying to bury herself in her work after losing a loved one who happens to uncover this house that is possibly responsible for a murder but they use the Japanese move the Japanese grudge movies as a conduit for it in a sense it's very just it's boring there's another thing about this movie it's very boring and convoluted along with it I know I keep saying it over and over and over again that's basically how this is there's only one part in this entire movie that I actually liked and this is one of the stories there's a survivor who hasn't died after their encounter with the house. He tried to kill himself, but he survived. And our main character begins to talk to her. That The guy that shot himself was also a detective as well, who was working a case on the house when their, the woman at the beginning of the movie murdered her family. Yeah, I'll give that away. Um, and he starts talking about it. And of course, this is where we get the big exposition dump about how He's looked into it, and the, uh, we learn about the Juan uh, where, you know, when a life is taken in such a horrific manner, a curse is put upon the place of death, and we learn that. And it's a really cool scene, just how he goes, but then they ruin it, because then he starts acting like a cliched, crazy person, and it just ruins the whole scene. So, that was another thing that kind of just added to the disappointment in this film. The last thing I want to... The, Last disappointment, of course, is I cannot remember her name for the life of me, but she has she's been an insidious insidious. She's been an insidious. She is the um psychic. Of course, you know who I'm talking about the old woman. 
she is in this film as well. And she plays, you know, the crazy old lady. Like, she plays in every other horror film when she is not, like, the psychic. She plays that role. And it's like she could almost play it in her sleep at this point. So it was really upsetting to see her in this movie because she's actually a good actress. And seeing her being just a crazy person again with, like, a gaping mouth and all that stuff and acting like a child is just... It, it was by that time in the movie where I had done clocked out and I just did not care anymore. Um, my girlfriend was with me at the time. She about fell asleep during this movie. So, and she likes these, like she likes horror movies as much as almost as much as I do. But um, yeah, she about fell asleep through this. So that's saying a lot. And the theater I was in was actually pretty packed as well. And they, a lot of people in there were bored as well. So it was a kind of a shitty experience. I know I'm kind of rambling on here about other things, but. In regards to the film, it was bad. Not only from my understanding, but when I looked out and seen everybody almost fall asleep through this movie, they could also tell it was pretty bad as well. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is the creature effects. Horrific. They're pretty fucking bad. Uh, some of it is really heavily CG'd, and just looks like total garbage. Uh, the ghouls in this film are... The, Look like the best way I can describe it. Look like the family from Pet Cemetery, if you remember the remake. If you know what I'm talking about, they have like the earthy, like zombified look. That is how they look in this film. They don't have like the ghost white paint looking looking like a corpse. It's looking. They look like they crawled out of the ground. They're all muddy and just kind of dirty looking. They re- they look like the family from Pet Cemetery, the remake. That's. Really the last thing I can explain. explain. They are so generic. And just... Uh, and just so bland to look at. You don't care. Um, so it was just disappointing in that aspect as well. Along with this movie... Well, I guess the rating as well. Is this movie I believe is rated R as well. Let me see real quick. Yes it is. It is rated R. There is maybe two to three scenes with actual blood in it. This movie is mainly just a lot of cussing. <laughs> so, yes. It's pretty lame. It, it's pretty tame in that regards, too. It's nothing too violent. You do see the insidious pre, uh, psychic lady cut her fingers off. But that's about it. Uh, there's a few times we see some dead bodies, but there's nothing horrific with them. There's no blood or chunks anywhere. And there's a part where a girl hits her head in the bathtub and you see blood kind of come out of her nose in the water. So there's nothing too violent in the sense of you don't see like body dismemberment or anything or like in the original Grudge where she would rip jaws off. So nothing to that extent. So it's pretty tame in kind of gore regards as well. So yeah, it's a pretty meh film. It's a January film, of course. For those of you, like I said in the last episode, who don't know, for those of you who don't know, January is where they kind of dump movies that the studio has no faith in. So from now until about mid-February, it's going to be a shit show. So I'm excited. Um, I believe... Trying to think here of the next kind of January horror film. I think is Hansel and Gretel that comes out. So who knows? That could actually be something that is worth watching. Who knows? Um, but I'll wait and not really say anything about that because I'm not sure when that comes out. I know it's in January, I do believe. Anyways... Rating on The Grudge from 1 out of 10, I would definitely say it's a 3. Besides that one aspect of it that I thought was really neat, this is a very bland and boring horror movie. 
that you will not remember after watching. Or you're going to turn it off halfway through and put something better on. I will say, though, the only good part besides what I mentioned is that this movie actually makes me want to go watch the other Grudge films because I've not seen them, as I stated at the beginning of this episode. I've never seen any of the other Grudge movies, and I now I kind of want to see what all the hype was around, you know, around those films. So now it's kind of piqued my interest in that, and then, and oddly enough, The Ring as well. I never watched that either, so I might, I might do something on that later on. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you in the outro. See you there. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Slasher Supreme. Please like, share, favorite, subscribe, thumbs up, or whatever you have to do to let me know you're out there listening. If there's a certain video game or movie you'd like me to review, please leave me a voice message here on Anchor, a message on the Facebook page, or a message on the Instagram page. If you do not follow me on Facebook or Instagram, just look up Slasher Supreme Podcast and you will find me. Or, you know, send me a message on there. Anyways, <clears throat> I'm not going to do a fun fact since it is a newer movie, so that's going to be saved for older movies. I'm going to slowly do that this year just for older films. I would kind of maybe... Mm, I might do it for the uh, original... The, American remake grudges. I might look into that later on at some point. Anyways, um, next week's episode, I'm not going to really give uh, what I'm going to do away anymore just because sometimes it falls through. So I don't want to leave you guys hanging thinking I'm going to do something and I not in, end up not doing it. So next week, who knows? Um, I will say though, there is a future thing that I do have planned it is with me and Marcus. Um, since he is somewhat of a Godzilla fan, we're kind of getting into it. There is going to be, of course, Godzilla versus Kong this year. So we do have something set up for that. So I'm excited for that um, coming. I think it comes out in May, so around that time we'll be doing uh, that episode, uh, those episodes. Um, anyways, mm. like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. It is wonderful to be back. I'm so excited to bring you guys a new year's worth of content. Yeah, going to keep this train a-rolling. But I, I will give kind of a hint away. It is going to be another horror movie. Um, I might do a franchise, one of the fran- a movie from a franchise. I'm not sure yet. It's kind of kicking them, kicking around in my head. Anyways, so yep, I'll see you guys next week. Have a safe week. Keep slashing, and I'll see you then. Good night, everybody.